0: Welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast. It's one of your hosts, David, and all the way over there in the land of the mouse, we have Seth.
1: What's the land of the mouse?
0: Uh, Orlando. Uh Oh. I mean, there's other names for it, but you know, Mickey's there and stuff.
1: Yep, here
0: I am. And we have a special first-time guest, uh, Joseph. Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. I'm happy to have you on. It's always nice to have fresh new opinions. I am also uh, happy. What? I'm
2: also well, I've been happy. wanting to come on for a while, so uh, I'm really thankful for this great opportunity. It is a oh, great thank opportunity.
0: You. <laughs> I don't want to oversell it. It's, it's a, <laughs> it is a good opportunity. Yeah, like two people will definitely <laughs> hear this. Yeah, um... But, uh, yeah, so we're doing something new. We have a new guest, um, trying new things out, so it's really fun. Um, let's see. Let's, let's jump into what we played this week, um, mainly because we're all pretty sad and don't want to talk about Avengers Infinity War, and uh, we don't want to no. talk about anything that you might not have seen. Um. But, who are, uh, who are let, you
1: referring to there is you. Are you talking about the listener?
0: Yeah, yeah, because I know that you've seen it, and yes. I'm pretty sure Joseph has seen it.
2: I have indeed. All right,
0: yeah. So, it was really good. Everyone should go see it. Everyone almost has, I'm pretty sure, um, with the amount of money it's made.
1: It's, uh... I think popular is a good uh, word to describe it.
0: Yeah. Um... But let's. Uh, I know Seth hates going first, but let's let him kick off what he's been playing this week. Oh my god, dude,
1: you do this to me all the time. Okay, so I finished Persona Five. Um, nice. Woo. It took up a lot of my time. Um, it's funny there in in the loading screens. Uh, when, when when during screens, there's this little, um, you know, it it kind of has it shows the protagonist's face that like spins around. Um, and under it, it says "Take your time," which uh, initially, you know, you think to mean, "Oh, I can," you know, the the game is reminding me to chill out and do things at my own pace. When in reality, it's telling you, uh, "I'm going to take a lot of your time," and <laughs> and it did. It took me um, once I got, once I was at the last the last section, I, uh, I I spent a good amount of time grinding for money to. To get like a, a good team to fight the final boss, um, but other than, it, it took me about it, it had to be about a hundred hours uh, from from start to finish, um, and and one of the crazy things about it is like normally a game like this, like com- comparing it to Xenoblade, which you know was another hundred plus 100 hour game that I played, and and also I guess Zelda was the last big one that took that much time as well um you know a lot of that is taken by by side quests um and so there's there's a lot of time you can add on to onto it on top of like the main story but in this in um th- there is an ex- that to to an extent but um th- the way the game progresses and and that there's like a a, f- a, a a set amount of time that you have um from start to finish like like in in game days um Pretty much all of it was, you know, kind of mainline story stuff, which is which is crazy to think about. Um,
0: so it was a it was a hundred hours, no filler, like yeah, no side quests. pretty much. Uh, like
1: I I think that okay, so I think that if I if I did it over, I could save. You could probably save a lot of time just by being able to like skip through dialogue and cutscenes and stuff because I know what's happened. Um, but yeah. Most of that is is cut. It's I'm, there's there's certainly wiggle room, but I think like that ninety hour mark is sort of like a non negotiable front to back uh, time.
2: Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah, uh, very, it is very much uh, so. Um,
1: and honestly, it didn't it didn't feel like it was that long, and I think it has to do with with the way it's structured and that you know you're not sort of going off and doing random crap just to, to fill space but rather the, the, the story is always moving forward because the way it's set up is um, like you'll, you'll get an objective and then you'll have a certain amount of, of calendar days that you have to, to finish that um, and you have a certain amount of things you can do in a, in a day in the game and so it's always constantly progressing forward no matter what you're doing oh. so it doesn't it, it never reaches that point where, you've, where you just kind of feel, you know, like you're, you're kind of floating around and, and, and finding stuff to do. Which was, you know, last episode I, I contrasted it with Far Cry 5. And, and again, it's like, I guess it's just because it's on, that, that was one of the most recent games we played. But, you know, that, that's kind of what the entirety of Far Cry was. Was just kind of messing around doing random stuff that's not relevant to the story. And this one is right. this game was kind of the exact opposite of that, even though, um, you know, it's not it's not all story stuff, but it it is all part of the general progression to the end of the game. Um, so yeah, it was it's the game. I okay, I can't I can't undersell this. the The game is amazing. I remember immediately after completing it, I was. I was like happy and sad at the same time because you know, to see the the, the, the story finally come to sort of a fruition and an ending. But also to be you know that I won't be able to visit these characters anymore, it was um it's it and once I had finished, I I definitely have to you know, it's gotta be in the in the top ten of games that I've ever played. Uh, oh wow yeah that that's how good I think the game is. It's one that I cannot like I cannot recommend enough like it, it's not even a recommendation that it's like oh yeah I think you should play it or, or rather but it's more like you need to play this game because it's amazing and and even though like the 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 time invested it's 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 a high barrier. Um, but it's sort of, you know, it's all kind of worth it, I think, because of how, how good the game was, how good the characters and the story was, um, yeah, it was really good. I I don't think I've ever played a game, I think the, that Splatoon is probably the one that comes closest to where, like, the style was so thoroughly ingrained in, in every part of the game like it's it's in the music and and the the visuals and um and the characters it's it's just got this this amazing kind of funkiness about it it's awesome um they're there, yeah, there are in in like the 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 i don't know how many days but in the days since since beat in the game i've actually just i've been like playing the soundtrack <laughs> just casually as 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 music <laughs> to listen to
0: um so so speaking of that, Joseph, have you played this game?
2: No, I actually have not played it and I'm I'm not super familiar with it, but I have heard a lot of praise for it and a lot of uh, a lot of people seem to really enjoy it and be saying similar things to what Seth's saying about it.
0: Yeah. Um so my friend Joe at work um he played it when it first came out, which I believe it came out in the second half of 2017.
1: Yeah, yeah. Somewhere it was, in there it was last year.
0: Um and so he sent me he goes David, this might not be the game for you I don't know um but the music probably is and he sent me the YouTube of the whole soundtrack um or at least like a large portion of it and I remember listening to that for like three weeks straight at work um
1: <laughs> oh yeah it's 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 amazing um and I'm gonna have to were, check it out just, now. Yeah, there's just these some some individual tracks in it that are really good. So, the the very end, the, the last part section of the game, um, the way the game works is like you, you play these this group of thieves who are going into these what they call palaces to steal this treasure, um, and what you do is initially you you'll go in, and you'll fight through it to find where the treasure is, um, and then leave, and then you have to you send the, the person you're stealing from this calling card to let them know that you're going to do it. And then you can go in and actually steal and fight the boss. But when so after you send the calling card, um, the music changes just to this one track, um, and that's the track that was playing, you know, in, in the final hours of the game that that I was just grinding, um, and so this this track was playing over and over and over, and <laughs> and f- so for like like ten hours I was hearing this and I never got tired of it and I was like dancing to it the entire time. It's it, it, it was so—it's amazing and 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 so infectious—the uh, the the music in the game. Um, I don't know that outside of I don't know. There there are a few games like Golden Sun and, and Super Mario RPG that I've played so many times that the music, um, which I think are great in those games, but the music has sort of like ingrained itself in, into my brain forever. Um, and, and this game, for me, at least musically, is up there with those, um, as as a, a soundtrack that I will just, you know, listen to in perpetuity, because it's so good.
2: Awesome, man. Now, see, man. Um, I gotta have you help me beat uh, Super Mario RPG, because that's one game that I've always wanted to commit to, and I've always had a really tough time uh, seeing through until the end. I usually start to drop out about halfway through, but... I've I've beaten and uh, played most of the other Mario RPGs, and Paper Mario is like my favorite game franchise. At least the first two games were, um, and I love the Mario and Luigi series. But for some reason, with Super Mario RPG, I love that you brought that up. Um, I've just never really been able to to sit through the whole thing, um, and I've always had trouble with it. But it, it seems like a great game.
1: Oh yeah, it's 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 one of my um, it's one of my favorites. And but yeah. it's weird because I think that. I don't know. It, it that was one of the first JRPG games that I played, and it sort of um, created in me the, this desire to play lots of them, um, which is certainly, you know, good uh, or not. Yeah, it's definitely one of the <laughs> one of the reasons why I like Persona Five so much. Um, but I do think, like, for a person, uh, whether if you don't like, I get there are people who just don't like the, the way JRPGs play. And it sort of is, you know, if you don't like that, that the turn-based battles and stuff, you might not like it. It might be hard to get through. Uh, because that's a majority of what the game is. Well, it's what, it's half of what the game is. Yeah, definitely. But be- because there's this whole other side that is basically high school anime student simulator. Which is maybe arguably the better part of the game. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but I think even like the the idea of a 100 hour JRPG is sort of, you know, it's it can be intimidating to get it. But I I think that this the barrier to entry for me and this one is is really low because it's not like a super um, complex what the, the stuff they're doing. Um, you know, I I remember I when 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 I talked about Xenoblade how I talked for like half an hour about the insane uh, Systems in that game, at, with with no one else knowing, making making any sense of what I was saying, um, <laughs> and but none of that is really in Persona Five. Like, there's nothing super overtly complicated. Like, it's pretty much upfront about everything you have to do. Um, outside of some of the stuff in in like the the high school simulator part, um, but even right. even that stuff is not complicated. It's just like it's not clear-cut as to what your stats are and, and what your growth and stuff is. Um, but I don't know. It's it, it's hard for me to describe how, how much, like, I really enjoyed this game because, it, I don't know, it's sort of like a... Like, all I can do is tell you that I think it's really good, but that doesn't... Like, that doesn't properly give justice like how much I, I I enjoy this game and think it's it's really good um, right. so yeah it is um, definitely a hundred percent suplex certified go play it do it now it's amazing I would gladly lend this game out to anyone as long as they would promise to play through the game um, because nice it's like I think that the last game like this that I now I don't think this game um, is as good, but I think the last game that I w- that I really just wanted other people to play like this was Undertale, um, just because that's, but that's probably for a different reason. Um, but yeah, I, I think anyone listening, go play the game. If you don't have a PS4, go buy one and buy this game. Um, yeah, it's really good. I'm super excited. I know that. Um, when they when persona 4 came out um, it it got super popular and had like a billion spin-offs of it so and i am i am here for the spin-offs of persona 5 <laughs> i will buy the dancing game i will buy the persona 5 arena ultimax super Gotta edition i to get that kart racing game i will buy a kart racing game i will buy hopefully if if persona 5 golden or whatever it calls whatever they call it um, comes out, if it comes out on Switch that would be amazing um, all the, all, pretty much all the modern Persona games have had um, extra versions that have come out with like extra content, and so I'm, and I, I'm sure Persona 5 will be no different, hopefully it comes out on Switch that would be amazing um, there were a lot of times that I really wish this game was on Switch while I was playing it, but it wasn't and it wasn't to, to no detriment of the game, it was amazing there you go.
0: Persona 5. To, to be fair, Joseph, uh, I don't know how much you've talked to Seth, but uh, if there's anything he's a sucker for, it's JRPGs and kart racing games.
2: <laughs> so, so he's combining his, the two best things for him.
0: Lord, uh, Lord, are you telling the truth? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I will defer to uh, our guest also. Uh, Joseph, what, uh, what have you been playing this week?
2: Yeah. So unfortunately, for all of the other games that are on my backlog, I've been very much obsessed with Fortnite. Um, I don't know if I okay. should be ashamed or proud, but but it's true. Nothing um, wrong I love with Fortnite. It. Yeah. I mean, it's well. It, it's, okay. It's a great game, and there's a little uh, yeah. wrong with it, but you know. Yeah. yeah so I've never played the um, like the, you know the standard game. Um, I just do the uh, PvP. Um, you know, uh, battle royale. And playing Hub that G. online with friends is just, you know, it's it's a great, great time, great experience. I end up playing it almost every night, and it takes up a lot of my time. And uh, so it's something that I definitely am hoping to move away from in the future so I can start catching up on some of the other games that I have been needing to play recently. Um, but, but, you know, I, I really enjoy playing it. Um, so in the meantime, while I've been kind of playing that every so often or, or every day or whatever it may be, I have been playing uh the crash insane trilogy finally on p s four uh just kind of playing a few stages of that in between playing fortnite and so i had um i never actually played any crash games until until this um I had never played it on the really? original p s one yeah and so um you know it was i found out it was gonna be coming out for switch and then I was like, well, I've never even played it on p s four and I had a buddy who has the game and so I just borrowed that from him and I'm almost done with the first game, and uh, wow. I really I really do like it, and you know, the controls aren't perfect on the first one, um, even on the uh, remaster, they're a little, you know, a little funky, and like, telling the depth on some of the jumps is kind of tricky, but... Oh yeah, we, um,
1: I, I, yeah. I, I, and the days when that came out, I'm pretty sure everyone on the internet shared that opinion with you.
2: Oh Yeah. Um, you know, it's a funny story, too, because in Uncharted 4, at the beginning of the game, you get to, you know, play one of the stages from the first Crash game where you're uh, yeah, running you from do. the boulder. And when I played that, that was the first time I ever played a Crash stage. I, I had the CTR racing game on the PS1, but I never had the mm. the real Crash games. And um, so when I played it in Uncharted, I I died so many times and and I couldn't pass it. But then the first time I played it on the Insane Trilogy, I beat it in my first try. And, like, the game hasn't even been that that challenging because I I love platformers, and those are definitely... um, That's my favorite genre of gaming is platformers. And so um, I've I've had a great time with it. I can't wait to play the second and third one. I'm a huge Spyro fan, and so I'm absolutely ecstatic for the uh, Spyro um, Reignited trilogy. And so I think it's great timing to finally get into Crash as well.
1: You know, Um, it's really a missed opportunity that they did not include a uh, crash nitro cart. Yeah. Great game. I love that game. I played it like two times and I loved it.
2: <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I'm sure it, it, I'm sure it loved you as well. Um, and so um, I have been also, I got Nintendo Labo last week. Um, May, May 20th, I think is when that came out. And, um, it's fun, I mean, it's, it's definitely, it appeals to certain people more than others, and I'm a huge fan of, like, making stuff, um, on my own, like, I, I still collect Legos, a lot of Lego Star Wars stuff, and I put those together, and so I'm not, like, shying away from building things, but, um, but they're, like, Labo, once you build it, that's pretty much all the fun, in the games, there's not that much to do with them, so, like, it's still a good experience, and I think for creative people or people that have kids, like, it's definitely recommended, but overall, you know, once they're built, um, there's, there's not really that much else to it, and, and they take up a lot of room. However, with that said, um, I got the variety pack, and so I've already built the piano. Uh, there's a fishing rod and, um, like, a little RC car, and then there's also a, uh, a bike, like a racing type thing, and that's the only one I still haven't built, but that one probably has the best game. Because um, it is kind of like a cart racing type thing, it's like a mini game. But, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's going to be fully fleshed out, but I think it will be kind of fun to mess around with, and it, it it all works really well. The piano, I mean it it works for what it is, and it's it's kind of fun to mess around with. Like you're hitting cardboard, and yet it's you know converting it to a digital sound that's coming out of your switch, and so um, it's a nice diversion from playing other things. But um, it's not something that I would you know extremely recommend or anything like that.
0: So, uh, so you didn't spring the extra ten bucks to get the giant robot kit?
2: No, yeah, um, I I'd thought about it. <laughs> We're big I, fans I of the
1: of the robot around here. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, two of us are.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. Um, I definitely didn't want to get both, and I uh, I kind of decided on the variety because it was cheaper, and then you get five things to mess around with, whereas the robot you only have the one but granted the robot game is a lot more fleshed out and there's challenges. And I've watched some gameplay of that on, on YouTube. And I mean, it seems like a lot of fun for sure. Um, and so maybe that one's better. Uh, I can't really say for sure.
1: What about the Man. house? Did you make the house?
2: Well, yeah, the house I also have not made yet. So but I don't know
0: anything about the house, honestly. So have you gone through, because, uh, from what I can tell, uh, from the podcasts I listen to and uh, articles I've read, the the real appeal for adults, at least, um, is the Toy Con Garage, where you can like program your own games and stuff like that. Um, have you messed around with any of that?
2: Yeah, I have a little bit. Um, it, it's very cool. So you can have like inputs and outputs, and uh, you know it kind of works as like a easier to understand version of coding um, or programming, and so you can. You can put in there like if if the um, like if, if if you pick up the switch that the left joy-con will vibrate and then you could have like the left and the right joy-con inside of the R C car. And so like if someone comes and picks up your switch, the RC car can kinda like chase after it. If you wanna like create like a whole uh, complicated string of, of executions on there, then you could do something like that. And so that that's that's definitely very neat. Um, wow. it still is sort of limited because there's only like five different things you can use for inputs and like a few different things Victoria. for outputs. But if you get really creative with it, you can kind of create your own things by combining those. Cause they have and or statements, um, and like if then statement type type setups. And so, uh, nice. there's, there's definitely some versatility there and I would assume that's not that. Well, I'm not sure if that comes on the robot kit as well, but it's definitely on the variety kit. Um, and that definitely adds to some of the replayability for people that want to mess around with that.
0: Now, now the inevitable question is, how sturdy is the cardboard?
2: Yeah, so it's not quite as um, thick and, and sturdy as I thought it would be. And so that's kind of almost a good thing, though, because, like, when you're trying to uh, fold the cardboard and press it down so that it'll stand up on its own, like, if it was any, you know, thicker or denser, it would it would be even more difficult to fold over. And as it is, there's some times where like, it doesn't quite want to fold because you know, it's, it's cardboard. Um, gotcha. And so I think it's kind of a nice mix. And that's, that's one of the things I really like about it is, um, is the cardboard's at a, at a nice uh, happy medium. Um, and so it's definitely very durable and everything is a little bit larger than I thought it would be like the fishing rod is, uh, is, is pretty massive. And that's actually my favorite of the things I've built so far because when you're um, reeling the fish in, like the strings actually like in there and um, it's like going into a little container that's behind your switch and so you can oh, feel wow. the resistance of the string and then when you're um, rotating the reel uh, to pull the fish up, it also makes like a sound. There's a piece of cardboard that's sticking out and so it kind of it makes like a, a very accurate. Uh, real sound it's not digital it's not coming out of the speakers it's a real physical sound um, that sounds like a a fishing pole Um, and so I I think that's really neat and really the biggest complaints I have again is just kind of longevity it seems like it'll become obsolete quickly and of course there will be new kits that'll be coming out which I think will be pretty exciting Um, but as far as the current kits there's not not a whole lot to do and then the other thing is the manual where you actually put together the Labo, um, the toy cons, it's, it's very much meant for kids. And so it's very slow paced and it, it operates as a video where you watch, um, like a rendering of the toy cons being assembled and you follow what it does, but you can't click play on it. You have to actually hold down a button for it to progress. And each one takes a few hours to build, but you have to be holding the button down, uh, on the touch screen. And so if you're trying to build at the same time, like you can't cause you need both your hands. So if you're building it by yourself, you have to like go from building it to holding the button down and you can't do both at once. And then if you want to like speed up and like fast forward stuff, cause like there's a few parts where you have to do the same thing, like five times and you can't like, you can't skip it. So you just have to hold the button down and it takes a few minutes to get to where you need to go. And then, you know, you progress from there. Uh, but but you know, overall it's still it's um it's a really good, well made um construction kit and so um it just kinda depends on the person I think who would enjoy it and who wouldn't.
0: Gotcha. That's awesome to hear, man. I I honestly was really debating on getting it, but um the couple reviews I've read uh pretty much agreed with you that the the, the Toy Cons, um the actual cardboard constructions um. Just are very uh, unwieldy, and it's hard to store them. Um. Mm. And I have pets, and so they will destroy them if possible. Uh. So I just was like, it's not worth getting mad at my dog for seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah. Basically.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I still yeah. kind of. Uh. From when it was announced, my, I think my. My thing i was interested most in doing with it was i would love to to build it with uh, my five-year-old nephew i think that would be super fun and i mean the stuff is ex- pretty much explicitly aimed at kids so it is y- y- you can understand why that that the kind of longevity stuff is maybe not as big of an issue um with them um but yeah i i still am i would like to to, to give to give some of it a try. I don't know that I'll spend seventy dollars on it though. That that that's the issue. I, I do want that piano though. We'll see. I probably won't get it. I don't know. Whatever. I,
0: I, don't, I don't imagine know. that the price can stay that high. Um I mean I know that Nintendo values their their property highly, but I just don't see I don't know, maybe I just don't see it. But that's me.
2: Yeah, you know, I think it might have been better if they had, um, like, I, I, I can understand why the variety kit came all together, but it would be interesting if they had also released some of that separately. Because when you're building it, the, like, the piano all comes out of, like, ten slabs of cardboard, and then the fishing poles out of, like, three or four, the house has, like, two, and so they're already separated by creation. And then when once you open up the game on the cartridge, it's also separated by which one you're playing with. And so imagine if they had just um, had like the piano for say, you know, 20 bucks or 25 bucks or something like that. And then if they had the, you know, the house for like 20 bucks and, you know, if they had piecemealed right. it out on one hand, then they have to have more uh, skews and, you know, they have to have more items that they're trying to get retailers to carry for them. But on the other hand, then people like Seth might've been more willing to go spend 20 bucks on a piano. And that would have benefited me because instead of getting a seventy dollar variety pack, I might have just gotten like two of the things and spent maybe like thirty or forty bucks.
1: Yeah, that, that's true, but I, I it doesn't take into account the. Um, I mean, I don't imagine it 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 amounts to much, but it does come with the cart, and that and so that would be like you know six individual game carts that if if you're getting them all separately. Um, yeah, which is but
2: I I don't know. I, well, and that's another common complaint I've seen is a lot of... Like, I prefer physical games. Even on the Switch, I still prefer having the actual game. However, with this, is I've seen a lot of people mention, like, you can't get it digitally. Yeah, and yeah. And that a lot of people wish that was an option. And so that would be kind of interesting if they had, um, you know... I guess that would have to force reliance on having an internet connection. But if the boxes just came with, like, a code or something like that to download the game... And then that way they could all download to one, um, central game, you know, like you launch the Labo game and then whichever ones you've downloaded, like with a code would just pop up on the Labo app. And then you can just choose which ones you want to mess around with that way.
0: Right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I, I don't have, uh, too much new stuff to report on this week. Um, Besides that, I'm kind of in the same boat as Joseph, but with a different game, in that every time I went to go to play God of War, I just really wanted to play um, League of Legends with my friends, because we just started playing that, and I have dedicated an insane amount of my brain power to uh, figuring out how to be good at this game, (laughs) Um, and so I've been looking at videos. Um, you know, watching professionals and, um, all kinds of stuff to just try to be better. Um, and so it's, it's really fun, uh, to be honest. Um, and it's really good because it's a multiplayer game that, uh, I'm always able to find people on cause there's a bunch of people at work that play it. Um, so it's kind of fun to always have at least one or two people to be able to jump into a game with. Um, And so, yeah, that's been a good time. And it's, like I said, it's taken up a lot of time. There's a lot of stuff to learn in that game. Um, There's part of it set that I think you would love just because of RPG elements with the items where you have to remember per character like certain item buys at different stages of the game. And, like, what items you need at certain times, and, like, all that stuff is really in-depth and crazy. Yeah, um,
1: I will say this about League. It is a game that sort of, like, intellectually um, intrigues me, but, like, when I actually play it, I I cannot, I cannot, I can't do it. Like, I'm not, it's, I'm not good at
0: it. <laughs> I, uh, trust I, me. There's a I, I there's a lot of not feeling me. good at it while you're playing it. Yeah, um, it's just which like is a weird it's, sensation. It's it's too much too much
1: stuff. It's like the same reason I'll never be able to be, be like actually good at a game like Starcraft because there's too much um, there's too much going on with with your hands on like a on a on a per second basis um, that I just sort of. I can't really tune my brain to to work that way.
0: Yeah. Um, There was a great moment last night um, where I was playing with Daniel and Cameron and we were playing with two randoms. And um, I was playing top lane, which the the map is split up into three lanes, top, mid, and bottom. And I was playing top lane as this Viking character named Olaf, which I found I really like him but you also have to realize there's over a hundred champs and league. So, so you're never going to learn them all unless you're like a pro. Um, and even then I doubt they know all of them. Um, and my brain like had a hard reset of, um, instinct where I was playing and I was feeding him gold. So he was super strong and, I just ended up pulling this really clutch maneuver that I still don't quite know how I did, but I did it and I ended up flipping the lane on him and taking the first tower, um, which was kind of a big deal because he was way stronger than me. He was like three or four levels higher than me. Um, and it's cause I had a little bit of help, but it's also because I, I chased him and, like got the right timing, so if I can just bottle that one moment out of a thirty-minute match and do it all the time, I might be good at the game. <laughs> um, but other than league, uh, I have been playing um God of War still, and I take opposite... it you uh, have still not beat it. <laughs> you're you're right. Um, opposite of Seth, though, <sighs> where all the hours I've put into it. Um, I am having way more fun with the filler than I am the story. Um, There's a lot of good treasure hunting in it. The side missions are really cool because it goes more into the Norse mythology and uh, the Aesir and the Vanir gods and describing them. Much less actual interaction with gods in this game than there was in the previous God of Wars but you you learn about them and you can kind of tell they're around. I imagine they're saving it for later. They they really the main story of this game they're really trying to hammer home is the father-son relationship, which I admittedly uh because of the kid I'm not buying. <laughs> One minute the kid is fine and then the next 10 minutes he's awful. And like it's awful kind of frustrating. annoying
2: to me. or just poorly written.
0: I personally think he's annoying. I don't know if it's the writing necessarily or the voice acting, but there's something about him that comes off disingenuine. Uh, And I get that Kratos, at least for this story and everything, was not a great dad and stuff, but I kind of don't care. Like when I'm playing God of War, I want to be this you know mindless killing machine that kills all the gods and it's kind of neat and fun and brutal, but this game doesn't want you to be that. It wants you to grow and I mean I basically like the stuff that lets you be the mindless guy <laughs> um, and then I do all of the filler and then do whatever story I need to to get to where there it unlocks more filler. Um, but this game is huge. I remember saying on the podcast months ago that I did not believe that this was a 40 hour game when they said it was going to be one. I was very wrong. Um, there's, there's so much to do and find and explore in this game and it's beautiful. The environments are beautiful and the combat is fun. It's just that the story is, I I've really come to terms with the fact that what I am playing is a game that where I do not like the story at all, but the mechanics and the gameplay and the game loops are so sound and fun that I'm having to enjoy the game despite it trying to make me not enjoy it with the with the story, <laughs> in a way. Um.
1: So I kind of, I kind of want to talk about this with you. Not really, because I don't think that we will be able to to come to any sort of. Uh... Uh, okay. Middle middle ground here, but um, I think so. I I have also been playing. I I recently started up God of War. I don't know how far I am. I'm I'm not like super far into the game. Um. So, and I, but I think it's it's been interesting because when you got the game, you were very vocal in our group chat about how annoying you found uh, uh, uh Atreus to be. Uh, and his interactions with with uh, Kratos, um, and how much you d- disliked it. Uh, it's funny when I when I went to pick up the game, um, I I was talking to the guy at GameStop. I was telling because I was wondering what game to get, um, and the guy I I had mentioned God of War, and the the guy at GameStop he said that it was like one of the the best games he's ever played. And I said, Well, it's weird, i I I I think I'll like it, but my friend absolutely hates the game. And then the guy was like shocked. He could not believe it. Um and so so I started up the game and much to my I guess not surprise, but it's 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 more just that like it's you know, kind of counter to what you've been saying. I actually have really enjoyed the relationship between Kratos and his son. Um and the story has, like, it hasn't revealed that much about what's going on to me. But I know you, you had this weird thing about not understanding at the beginning why it was about the mother because you didn't get to see the mother at all. Um, and I don't, and I had, I didn't have that issue at all. I feel like the, the, the idea of the sort of mother and son bond and, and the, and the, and the, the sort of estranged father, all that stuff is sort of, endemic to 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 culture that we know what it is sort of in, inherently uh, and it doesn't all need to be spelled out for us um so i don't know it's it's been one of the weird things at the beginning playing it that i have had the pretty much exact opposite reaction to uh, than you as to the content of the story the i i, I mean I, I completely agree along with just like the the visceral the the enjoyment that like how fun it is to play on a visceral level the although the combat um, sometimes does things to me that I think is not fair but you know I am playing on difficult um, so yeah I, I don't I don't really have any way to sort of disprove your argument because it it all comes down to to taste and, and what you want from the game. It's probably different than what I'm looking for in the game. But, I just wanted well, to offer I- a separate opinion than yours, and that I think the the, the relationship um, I, I think that the kid is sort of a, pretty much a normal what a normal kid is, and has a pretty realistic way of reacting to what would be going on in the story. Um, and i think the the relationship is is a pretty organic one and it, and it sort of makes sense with what's going on um but yeah that's what i think right now
0: to be fair i also um am probably looking at it at a, i didn't want this relationship in a, the game in the first place um which i i understand um that's where uh it's basically my problem and no one else's <laughs> Um, One of the things,
1: but I, so I also think, I don't know if you, if you talked about this, but I also think, like, even outside of liking the kid from a personal level, I think mechanically in the game, he's really useful and implemented well. Um, like, you compared it to having, having to babysit the kid in the game, but he, like, he, 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 he has a positive impact, I think, in, like, battle and, and outside of it and stuff.
0: Have you got the parts where he I mean there there are definite parts where some enemies will grab him and you have to go out of your way to break combat flow to save him
1: yeah I mean that's happened, but it's never been you say break combat flow but I don't think it's ever been something so glaring as to remove me from the um you know the kind of being in a groove or something,
0: yeah. I just don't like the kid, man. I think it's going to stick. I I Yeah, it's really frustrating cuz today there was a bunch of moments where I thought, "Man, the game is making me like the kid." Like there was severe story strides where I really want to do a spoiler cast on this game. Um there was severe steps taken to making me like the kid, and it was working. And then the kid like um, and this is wrestling terms, but like the kid basically turned heel and just became annoying again. And it was very frustrating <laughs> because it made multiple, multiple steps in the right direction where I'm like, okay, the kid is becoming really likable. And like, this is a solid father son relationship and this is really neat. And I was starting to appreciate it. And then it just kind of crapped all over that. <laughs> And I, uh, the, the amount of frustration I had because I, I was seeing what other people were seeing and so I got it, but then it broke reality for me somewhere in there. And I just, uh, I was so frustrated. (laughs) Sounds uh, like it. See, I wish that
2: I could break the tie here about the, uh, the father son relationship and, and kind of. Lean on one side or the other, but I, since I haven't played the game yet, uh, there's not not much I can do to to take one side over the other. Um, but yeah. I mean, I have heard that most people seem that's like a big draw for them is is the uh, the relationship between the two of them. And personally, I play games more for gameplay than story. However you know, having a, a really great bond or a relationship or even something that draws you in between two characters. Like, I always go back to The Last of Us uh, with the main two figures there. You know, that, that was a very strong connection and probably uh, David, a very different connection.
1: David knows about The Last of Us. I hate
0: that game so much.
2: Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. It's, it's
0: more... It, it's the gameplay. It's not the... It wasn't necessarily the story. I, I hate stealth gameplay, and so... I just, I was bad at it, and it, there's just no way for me to get around it, man. I tried. Yeah. Well, it's, it's understandable. <laughs> it was, it's difficult. I, I hate saying it. I, because I know the second one's going to come out and everyone's going to love it. And then I'm going to be sitting, uh, in the corner of the internet just like, meh, whatever. So. Yeah, that is a game I'll we'll definitely...
2: That and uh, Spider-Man, and, you know, it, it's going to be great. But definitely God of War is something I, I need to to get one of those exclusives that I, I definitely need to get for the PS4. Get PC. on that,
1: man. But first, play Persona.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so we got... It was we, we spent a solid amount of time on what we've played this week. Um, but we do have some news we can run through... Um first order of business, uh Chris will be really happy we're talking about this. Um but Splatoon 2 is doing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Splatfest. Wow. Um like a whole month worth of Splatfest. Um the first weekend is this weekend and it's Leonardo versus Raphael. And next weekend is Donatello versus Michelangelo. And then the last weekend of it will be, um, you know, who wins out of those two weeks.
1: I predict it will be Michelangelo.
0: I also predict it will be Michelangelo.
2: I mean, it has to be.
0: Uh, The kids love him.
2: He's a party dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, Chris's favorite is Raphael, and it's because Chris is grumpy, and so... Raphael fits him perfectly. Yes,
1: I've often thought that Chris is uh, cool but crude. (laughs) Uh,
0: But at least we can all uh, agree that as long as it's not uh, Donatello, we're fine. So. It's
1: nothing wrong with Donatello.
0: I need I need a quick refresher, I feel bad. Donatello's the one with the staff, right?
1: Yeah, he's the purple one.
0: Yeah. yeah, Leonardo's way cooler than him. Even though Leonardo's kind of the uh the rules guy. The
1: bland leader.
0: Yeah. I always like Leonardo and Michelangelo. Those are my two dudes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um so, there's a couple of bits of Nintendo news also along with that. Uh, Nintendo said they're going to support the 3DS through 2019 and beyond. Oh, boy. Which, I mean, go ahead, I guess. <laughs> so also, awesome.
2: um around the same time that that news broke was that apparently the Switch is not, like, the successor to the Wii U or something like that. Like, it's its own... Line, and then it's not, like, the home console. So, like, they're going to keep 3DS and then, like, Switch is its own thing, but then that doesn't mean that there won't be another home console in the next few years. Okay. I read something along those lines, and yeah. I thought it was kind of crazy.
1: I, I get that. I mean, look, eventually... There's not going to be another uh, prototypical home console until, like, after the Switch has run its course, I think. And by run its yep. course, I mean, like... Has completely died away, but even then, I don't know because you know technology is only going to get better, um, and it's only going it's it's going to be cheaper and, and easier to have better graphics in a in a portable form factor. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see, I I just don't see them going back to uh, the typical, you know, set top box type console like you have with the xbox or something
2: i don't Uh, think so either i mean once you have the switch you know you can keep reiterating on that and having uh you know higher definition um game consoles in the future but like why not just still go ahead and have it where you can play it in the handheld form as well especially from the perspective of nintendo because that's such a a key thing and although some may still view it as a gimmick it, it really is more than that because it just allows you to not have to stop playing a game just because you leave the house and I still play my Switch 99% of the time on my TV, um, but it is nice to have the option of being able to you know, go somewhere else with it, and I know a lot of people play it way more in handheld than I do. I was so about I, to say, can... I'm
0: 99% handheld. Yeah. Like...
2: Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, I would probably play it more handheld, but I just tend to prefer my games, especially like my Zelda-type games, you know, on the big screen um, with the better sound and that sort of thing.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, and so there would be no reason for them to get rid of either of those, those options. I understand no. why they will continue to, to support the 3DS, because, you know, it has a huge library of games, and you can buy one new for, like, $50. So that's sort of a... There's, that's an option that that other game companies just don't have on the market. Um, but, I mean, it's... it. I think what the Switch offers is, is going to be here for the long haul.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, multiplayer beta on PC for Stardew Valley. Um, which, you know, um, very confusing. I thought it was exclusive to Switch first. Um, but, I mean, I guess PC's kind of erased from that. Um... Yeah, do, I mean do, I'm sure Do either of you guys have Stardew Valley I, I on the Switch? I do not. I know
1: I know as many times as you said that it's good that but no, I still don't have it. I'm sure when the multiplayer comes out it will come out on Switch before it comes out on or <coughs> Xbox.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I, I honestly haven't um, haven't played it. I hear I don't know how similar it is to Animal Crossing, but I do hear people compare them a lot, and a lot of people saying Animal Crossing will probably be made obsolete by uh, Stardew Valley by the time it finally comes out for Switch.
0: So, I've never played Harvest Moon, but Stardew Valley gets more compared to Harvest Moon. Um, And it's because it's a lot more in-depth than Animal Crossing. Because you're farming and planting crops based on a an actual calendar um see
2: that's something i might enjoy then
0: it's it's very in-depth man <laughs> um yeah it's crazy um but it, it's very enjoyable uh, i i i like it a lot um i need to start playing it again to be honest
2: is it a game like um, if you don't hop on every so often like it messes you up or, or is it not like that at all no
0: time doesn't pass unless you want it to okay um, so you're If you're only good. real life was like that. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. You just kind of choose
2: when you want time to fast forward or pause.
0: Yeah. Um, so I have some news for Seth. Uh, I don't know if he it saw this in the news. But um, a company, I believe it's already out. Um, but Star Wars Episode I Podracer was re-released for PC like... The graphics were redone and stuff. What? Um, I did
1: not hear about this at all, and now I'm going to spend money. <laughs>
0: um, and I look forward to next time you come uh, down or come up, whatever, uh, to play it because, um, man, I love that game yeah, that so game much. Is
1: the flipping bomb? Yeah, yeah. Ol- and it's well, the only redeeming thing about Episode One.
0: One of well, the, and one of the Cleo. best games. Of all time.
1: Okay, I don't know about that, but it is
0: it is fun. Well, it is to me. It is a truly,
2: truly wonderful game with truly, truly terrible controls. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's still a (laughs) lot of fun to mess around with and play with friends. Yeah,
1: it's 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 very very hard to be good in that game, just because constantly hit the wall. The game does not want you to do well.
0: Yeah, not at all.
2: It's great sound effects though.
0: Yeah. You hit boulder and he's just like. Eh,
1: Chupatanoia! <laughs> yeah,
2: there you go.
0: Um, uh, Joseph brought this up earlier. Uh, the Switch Pro controller can be used in the Steam beta client now. Yeah. Um, you know, I which... tried to do
1: that once before this happened <clears throat> and it didn't work right. And I was like, what? Well, this is dumb. But now I could do it and it would work. <laughs>
2: I, I did the same thing, and some website I found was like, no, it'll work, and I'm like, it, it, it's not working, and they're like, yeah, but it'll work, and I, and I couldn't get it to work. And it's I was not working.
1: Quit lying to me.
2: <laughs> so finally, yeah, I'll be able to check that out, which I'm, I'm very excited for that.
0: Um, Very interesting, uh, and I know it's not particularly exciting, <laughs> but it's very strange that Nintendo can make a controller that lasts for 40 hours. Yeah. I don't know and how they do
1: it. There's some kind of witchcraft going on. Like because my, every my other DualShock
0: con- Four dies all the time. Yeah,
1: every other controller I have dies like every single time I use it.
2: The Wii U Pro controller, I believe, could go from eighty to ninety hours. What? Yeah, that's yeah. oh my bad, gosh. Well, I mean, if you look at PS Four, it has the light. Um, It has some advanced features that, like the uh, microphone um, plug-in that Nintendo consoles don't have. True, true. Um, You know, there's some other things, and I think that the engineering and and design of, like the Nintendo Switch controller, for example, um, is a little bit more simplistic. Like when you push the buttons, they're, um, I don't know, like they don't seem to bounce back as much. And I guess that wouldn't have anything to do with the power being run from it, but um, in general, you know, it feels like the the DualShock Four is a little bit more of a a serious build that might be something that drains battery more
1: um while we're talking about controllers real quick david have you noticed that in god of war like the the light on the on the controller changes once different stuff happens
0: yes and that primarily only happens in sony ps4 exclusives yeah yeah (laughs) it's, it's weird
1: i remember the first time i i noticed it was when i was playing tomb raider um, and it's it's so weird because it's not something I do notice Until it like flashes a different color And I'm like what the heck is happening
0: um, It's really fun Because when I'm playing in the dark I don't have to look at my health bar It'll just start flashing red If I get within like 25% of dying um, so, you, so I can usually focus on the fighting And combos and stuff You should try and, and uh, turn the really HUD
1: off And just play like that
0: So, I've thought about that. God of War, um, at least in the exploring, I've enjoyed it so much, I've thought about turning the HUD off. um, Probably after I beat the game, to be honest. Um, But yeah, that's uh, that game is beautiful, and the exploring is so much fun. Um, The only frustrating, mainly frustrating thing I found about the mechanics, and you're going to notice it too, is that Kratos doesn't row on the right side of the canoe, depending on which way you're steering.
2: He just kind of
0: will. (laughs) And so it's a stupid complaint, (sighs) but I realized it the other day and I was like, this is so stupid. Why didn't you just take the time to do this? Right. Like it's so weird. I don't know why I noticed it, but it definitely bothers me now. Um, It's such a small complaint and I've, I feel very petty making it, but it's there. I noticed it. You can't slip it past me, Sony Santa Monica or whatever the name your studio is. You're not in Santa Monica anymore anyway. Change your name. But whatever. So, do you guys have any other news after that ridiculous rant about canoe paddling? Yeah, that was uh that was that was dumb. Um Yeah, sorry, man. It's it's, it's, it's been, been, bothering been bothering me. me.
2: <laughs> um Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze does release for the Switch this Friday. Yeah. Uh, so that's something if anyone listening to this, you have not played that game and you have a Switch, uh, for some reason you didn't have the Wii U and that's totally fine, you got to get it because it's one of the greatest platformers. Um it's one of Retro Studios best game, uh, the developer behind Metroid Prime trilogy and also the uh, first Donkey Kong Country Returns game and you know it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful Nintendo-made game, lots of charm, lots of great, challenging gameplay, and it's definitely one of my favorite games from the last uh, few years, the one for the Wii U. And this is pretty much the same game, just, uh, you know, uh, switched over to the Switch.
1: And it's got the new Funky Mode.
2: It is very funky.
1: 100%
0: more Funky Kong.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, actually, uh, there's a funny story behind this. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, GameSpot, given Tropical Freeze a very infamous um, poor review on the Wii U they gave it a six out of ten and I have it right in front of me right now they complained about the level design um, the difficulty and the boss battles and so they gave it a six out of ten and of course now they've re-reviewed it for the switch and uh, I'm sure it's a different reviewer but now for the negatives there's nothing and they praised the level design in the bosses, <laughs> and it, it got a 9 out of 10. Oh, it says superb. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so there's like a meme going around, they're like, this is the Funky Kong difference.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: that reminds me of, uh, of, of Donkey's video on, on video game reviewers.
0: Yeah. Uh, if only Last of Us had an easy Funky Kong mode, then maybe <laughs> I could enjoy that story.
1: Where you're just you're just surfing over the uh, the, <laughs> the clickers, yeah, and stuff. <laughs> instead of fighting them. Uh, Frankly, I don't I, I can't imagine a game that would not be improved by adding a new funky mode.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, either that or cranky or I don't know. All the Kongs are fine. See if
2: God of War had the Funky Kong mode, you wouldn't even have to be canoeing with the paddle. You could yeah, just, like, you'd just be surf surfing.
1: Right over it.
0: Yeah, if I, oh gosh, I was going to say, if I could replace the kid with Funky Kong, but that would be absurd.
1: (laughs) I don't know, I'd I'd play that game.
0: (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah, uh, was there anything uh, pertinent besides that we wanted to talk about? Uh, I wanted to give Joseph a minute to talk about um, some of his projects, since he's graced us with his presence on the episode.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so uh, I've had the massive honor of starting a YouTube channel back in July, and I've been doing some gameplay, playing some Paper Mario and some other things like that on the channel. Uh, it's mostly Nintendo-focused, and because um, that is where a lot of my experience and, and knowledge and expertise lies, and so... Um, Back in uh, November when Mario Odyssey came out, I started experimenting with more of top tens and um, Trying to do more of like animation and I used some stop-motion on there as well to uh, come up with some really cool features And so um, I did release a Super Mario Odyssey ranking the kingdoms video which did really well and definitely helped me with some exposure on the channel and um, Started to gain a subscriber base and so that started to kind of take off and now it's kind of leveled out but if you want to check it out, uh, the channel is called Joe Pro. That's J O P R O. And you can find me on YouTube there and also on uh, Twitter at uh, Joe Pro underscore gaming. And um, so, yeah, I've just been working on some top 10s. I have a, and, and other sorts of features as well. I have a top 10 2D platformers video launching this Friday evening on the channel. And so, if you're listening, um, you should definitely check that out. The Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, just as a, a bit of a spoiler, is on that list towards the top because again, it's a great game. Um, but you know, really, YouTube is a is a difficult um, source or a difficult medium for um, for creators these days. And uh, and so, it's not something that you know I, I definitely foresee myself doing for the next few years or anything like that. But it's it's been a great hobby and something that. Um, so far I have about almost 4,000 subscribers and it's something that, uh, that people have seemed to enjoy listening to my videos and watching me play these different games. So um, definitely mean a awesome. lot if,
0: if you guys would definitely check that out.
1: Cool. I cool. just followed you on Twitter.
2: Sweet. <laughs> I already got the notification.
0: So that is youtube.com slash JoePro and twitter.com slash gaming. Yeah, JoePro joe underscore, underscore gaming.
2: gaming unfortunately joe pro and joe pro gaming were taken um as for youtube yeah if you just search joe pro it'll be the, the first thing that pops up uh i'm not sure about the actual link i think it's also just joe pro
0: yeah it's pretty um, easy to find. really clever name i like the name a lot yeah thank you um, <laughs> um but Seth, is there anything you want to pitch? Are you are you working on anything special?
1: Uh, I got I got nothing nothing in the works. No. Or do I? Oh,
0: mm-hmm. hey.
2: No, I don't. I'm just <laughs> gonna start a Seth Pro uh. channel.
0: <laughs> but uh, but as for us, you can follow us at twitter.com dot slash suplex the sticks, as well as Instagram and Facebook, uh, with, at suplex the sticks. Um, We're hosted on SoundCloud, but you can catch us on any podcatcher that you use to listen to for the most part. And if we're not on there, uh, shoot us a message on the Facebook and we'll see what we can do about getting on there. Um, Other than that, um, like, rate, subscribe. Um, The episodes, that'd be super helpful. Um, Ratings would be super helpful. It'd be fun to actually see some of those come in. Uh, We'd really appreciate it um and joseph i i hope we can get you back on in the future uh possibly after tropical freeze drops so we can talk about how that game runs uh, yeah, and definitely how good it is um awesome so uh usually joseph uh we end the episode uh by asking seth if he wants to end it in any special way um so Seth, uh, is there a special way you want to end the episode?
1: I thought that you were going to to twist that and ask Joseph instead if he wanted to (laughs) end it in a special way. But no, you put it on me again, and all I have to say (laughs) is... all on uh, you, man. uh, 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 No, I don't don't have anything. I I lost it. All right. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Got
0: nothing. All right, right. well, uh, see you next week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.